so be. Are doing this for Sunday morning. And we are going to go back to the seventh letter to the church in the book of Revelation. We are doing a study on overcoming. And for anybody that stumbles upon this teaching, it's about what the Spirit says to the churches. And if we do overcome, what, what is said that He will give to us as rewards or part of His inheritance because He's the overcomer and because we are in Him, we overcome. Mm. And we did this study of this letter two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mm. But we're coming back to this letter before we move on to the next letter. And we're just going to focus on a very small piece of scripture. Mm. So we're in Revelation chapter 3. And we read through verse 16. It speaks about the lukewarm church. We're going to look at that in depth again. It says that you were, I wish that you were either hot or cold, um, but now you are lukewarm. And he says he'll vomit them out of his mouth. There's not where we're going to focus. Because I want to get to something that the Lord's really been massaging into my heart and really ministering, ministering through into my spirit um, for days now. Mm. And he says, because you say I am rich, he says you have become wealthy. Speaking to this to the church, and he says they think they have need of nothing. And he says, but, and you do, do not know that you are wretched, miserable, and poor. And then he says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich. And we know that he's speaking specifically to the lukewarm church. And he's speaking to a church that he says, I'm, I'm, I'm no level happy with you. I wish you would be either cold or hot, but you lukewarm. That's why we want to have a look at this again, because um, it just hits me that he's speaking to the one out of these seven churches that he's utterly rejecting. Mm. But he says to them, you don't even know your own state. Mm. You think you're rich. You think you're okay. Um, because you're not cold, you think you're okay. And in the physical realm, obviously, they're not a needy church. Mm, mm. They're a church that's probably doing financially okay. If you go and look at history, uh, the city was a very wealthy city. Yeah. So the fact is that financially, they probably were quite... They're doing okay. Yeah. And it's not that they're not going to church, they are the church. But what really hit me is the fact that he's speaking to this church that he says, I'll vomit you out of my mouth. And he still counsels them. Mm. And he still says to them, I'm going to counsel you in what you should do. Yes. Yes. And we could say, well, they're just supposed to become hot again. And we did speak about the fact that this letter is written to the group where they should keep his commandments and go from just believing in him to laying down their lives mm. and be resurrected mm. in baptism. 
and be filled with the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. We know that's the big difference. But the fact is, he's speaking to this church and he's, he says, I'll counsel you on what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And then he says to them, you have to do something. There's an action. There's a correction so that you may be rich. Mm. So that you may be rich. And he says to them, you're poor. You don't know it, but you are poor and wretched. Mm. Their state is far worse than they can imagine. But he says to them, you can be rich. Mm. And this is something that I want to emphasize that uh, we have to understand that there's a, there's a revelation here where he's speaking to the worst of the worst. He's speaking to the most undevoted, unspiritual of the lot. And he's saying to them, there's something that you can do, something you should be doing. Mm. And you can be rich. You can be spiritually rich. Now we know that we've all been through processes where he has helped us understand our spiritual poverty because... Mm. In this, the Beatitudes, he says, mm-hmm. um, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit. What does the rest say? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So he's, re- he's saying that if we can realize mm. how poor in spirit we are, and we can respond to him out of our poverty, yes. theirs will be the kingdom of heaven. Now he's also saying in this letter yeah. that there's something that we can receive out of the kingdom of heaven. So it doesn't imply that we should stay poor? No. Mm. It's not just saying, you're poor and wretched because you are human, and that's how you should stay, mm. and I want you to have a consciousness of your poverty yeah. and a consciousness of, of how wretched you are, mm. and that will please me. He's not saying that. No. He's saying that there's a starting point of yes. him revealing to us our poverty. Our poverty. And, mm. and in my experience is that as I've grown through the years, as I've sought him through the years, mm. I've gone through times where I've uh, uh, urgently sought him. Mm. Um, I've sought him in a deep place. And then there's been times where I found him. And there's times when I, I relaxed again. <laughs> it's not that I stopped believing. No. And then it goes well with me. Mm. And I'm riding this wave of revelation, His presence and prosperity. Mm. There's times when everything's just going so well that you're thinking, wonderful, yes. uh, at last things are falling in place. Mm. The ministry is doing well, my life is doing well. Mm. And then you come to this place, all of a sudden, like you wake up, you realize how poor you are. Mm. Sometimes it takes circumstances. Sometimes it takes um, uh, tribulation. Mm. Um, sometimes it just takes him bringing you uh, face to face with yourself again. Yes. Sometimes it's the people around you. <clears throat> but he brings you to a place over and over. This is what I've learned. Uh, over and over where you just find yourself there again. Yes. You go, how wretched and how poor do I feel? Yes. You said something the other day that stuck with me. You said, we know that we are changed by looking as in a mirror, perceiving the glory of the Lord, beholding the glory of the Lord, and we are changed by that. 
And there are seasons when we look in the mirror and because we behold His glory, we are transformed by it. But then every now and again, we get to a season where we look in the mirror and instead of just seeing His glory, we perceive our own shortcomings. And I think this is, this is mm-hmm. that. Every now and then, we realize how poor we still are. And we don't want to encourage a mindset of seeing ourselves in the mirror because that's always depressing and, and, and it's always terrible to perceive yourself in that mirror. But as in the mirror we see His glory and perceive His glory and we are transformed from glory to glory. But every now and then, look, when we are in, in a season where we're perceiving His glory, it propels us, it, yes. it, we rejoice and we, it's Grown. so good for us. Mm. But then every now and then it just allows us to see how we fall short of the glory. And that's also necessary. It's good for us. It's healthy for us to see how we fall short without condemnation. And we realize that I need to go back and and buy from Him. And, And this is what we want to look at. So... He says very specifically here that we should come and we should buy from Him gold refined in fire. Now, it's something heavenly. It is something from the kingdom of heaven. It's something that we buy from Him. belongs to Him. We can't, we're not just going generally into, uh, into contact or we just don't come to the kingdom of heaven and buy from the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> We're not getting from the bounty of the kingdom of heaven. In the storehouses. Yeah, it's not saying come to the storehouses that's been full and laden for your life. There is a reality of that. There's been so many uh, sermons done on the fact that there's storehouses full to the brim of blessing and provision for every believer. Mm. And that if we only knew how to receive from the Lord and mm. pray the right things mm. and pray in the right way. There's so many sermons around that says that we shouldn't get to heaven and the storehouses are still full. Mm. We should be living in His provision and His goodness on earth. And there's a the truth to that. Yes. But here He's saying we come to Him. He says, come to me. The King of glory and all authority and all victory. But the King of righteousness and of truth sitting on his throne in, in, in glory, says, you've got to come to me personally. And now let's have a look at what he says here. We're going to come out of our state of being poor and naked and wretched. Yeah. Now we're talking about saved, resurrected people here. We're talking about people whose sins have been forgiven. And if we are going to walk for prolonged periods of time and never come to a place, even though we know our sins are forgiven, even though we know we're accepted and loved, if we don't come seasonally to a place where we come to Him as naked and poor and wretched, then we're not going to come into that situation, that commanded relationship of coming with our poverty to buy. Now, as he has been speaking to me over and over about this piece of scripture, I'm saying, Lord, I feel like towards the middle of the year, I had 
something in my hand. The ministry was going so well and there was a lot of promise and we were really active in building relationships, looking for opportunities, um, reaching people. And, um, and we come to the end of this year and it's just like everything it seems like it's fallen flat. And our finances are, we have nothing. <laughs> We're broke. This year has, and our own foolishness at times have um, cost us. Mm -hmm. But we make calculated decisions where we gave of what we had to those who needed it more. And so now we're not just broke because we're not blessed. We're broke because we decided to bless yes. with what we had. Yes. Um, knowing that the Lord could bless us and provide for us. And, um, and right, when the Lord is speaking to me about this, I'm in a place in my own life where I feel I could have done so much better this year. And especially in the last few weeks and months of this year. And I don't know, it's like he just allowed me to see how much time I gave to him and how much time I didn't give to him. Mm. Mm. How much attention I did pay and how much attention I didn't pay. And, um, and my heart's aching for the opportunities that I didn't use. Mm. But not with condemnation, it's him allowing us to realize. And, and, and in this sense of lack, a sense of desperation is saying to me, come by from me. And I'm saying, Lord, with what? With what? And I want to go into prayer action. And mm. Somehow it's just not the right action. Mm. There's times when we pray through things. And mm. Times when we worship our way through things. And it's mm. time when we just give Him worship and praise and that's all He wants. Right now he's saying to me, come and buy from me. Yes. Gold refined in fire. And I'm saying, Lord, this life hardly seems worth anything right now. This person, as naked as I feel, hardly seems worth anything. And, um, and this happens, and I remember it has happened in the past. Mm. That's why he keeps bringing me back to this piece of scripture because the desire for the gold refining fire has been increasing in my heart for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that's because I understand that what we receive from him is, is what we need to go back into this world. Mm. It's that extra bit of anointing, extra bit of authority to speak to people. It's that thing that happens when you speak the word and they get it. Mm. And they hear. And I'm a good preacher. But I can preach to people and they don't hear me. And then other times with that little, little speck of gold that, that I bought from him, I'll go with that back into the world to go trade. And it brings us back to the, the parable of the Minus of the coins. He says he'll give up what is his mm. to us and we go trade in the world with mm. it mm. and we multiply it. And, and the only thing of any value in between both, in between the two kingdoms, the only thing of value in this kingdom and that kingdom 
is uh, the elect seed, those uh, brothers and sisters of ours. Mm. Now, some of them might be saved, but they don't have the revelation to move forward in the things of mm. God. And we have to take the speck of gold to go trade with them so that they can have what they need. Some of them are not saved, and maybe they have been captured in religion, or have been lied to and deceived. Some of them just don't know how to get to the Lord and answer His call, and we, we need to go with something. And right now, I want to go, but it feels like I, I've run empty. My bank account seems as empty as my earthly bank account. And, um, and I think he, he causes things to parallel like this, mm. so, this so that we can understand. But how do we look at this? Firstly, we have to go to him and trade. And it's, I've got to go back with what I've given him already. I keep thinking of the two parables, the one where a man found a treasure in a field and then went and sold all that he had to buy that field. And then the follow-up with the pearl, the man who found the pearl of great value, and then again went and sold everything he had to buy that pearl. And I think with what you're saying, this is this is exactly it. We we come, and it's not just that we are to receive gold refined in fire, um, because there may be prayer or worship, that kind of action would work. But in this case, we're supposed to trade something. Yeah. And the fact is that Many of us might feel like we've, we've already given everything, if not most, of what we yeah. have. And, um, I mean, we spoke earlier that this, this can be quite scary and intimidating for various reasons. Yeah. Especially if you think that you've already given so much. And also because I think, you know, it doesn't define exactly how much gold we're going to receive yeah. um, even the fact that he just says gold refined in fire sounds brilliant but we don't exactly understand or know what it is we know it's something from the kingdom of heaven so it must be good it's something that he counsels us to buy so it must be good but since the only thing we have to trade is our lives our very lives it is a bit intimidating at times to think that we're not exactly sure what we're buying and how much of it we're buying, but the only thing we have to trade is everything. Yeah. So this transaction started when he called us, and uh, we know the term, I've given my life to the Lord. So we come and we think we trade our life, but it's kind of a, a general idea of life. I've given my life to him. Um, and then he gives us salvation mm. in return. Or we could use the picture that we go to the cross and, and the real picture of salvation is that I take my wretched and sinful life and he ta I give it to him and he takes it on the cross and he gives me his life and now I'm supposed to live his life mm. for the Father. I've got to learn to live out what he would have lived out. Spend the time and the energy the way he would have spent it. Now we understand the general picture, but now we go and come to this place where he says, 
come and buy from me gold refined in fire. And, and like you said, if he said, I'll give you a ton of gold, then at least I knew how much I'm getting. But he says, come and trade with me again. And I go, Lord, I gave my life. He says, yes, but now I want the moments of your life the way you promised. I want you to keep your promise, your commitment. Mm. How much of it is mine? And we go, Lord, I'm already, I've already given so much of my finances, so much of my time, so much of my devotion and attention. He says, if you want to buy from me gold to do anything in my name in the world, then you've got to bring what's left, what you've been keeping back. And, um, and that's what's scary. When you look at what's left and you want to start scraping together something out of your being to trade with again. And it's so worthless in your own eyes. And I look back over my walk with him and I've had the privilege of him taking me through amazing adventures and experiences, people getting saved and baptized, every baptism that's supernatural. And it, and it had value, but it had value because he added the value. Mm. And I could mistakenly start thinking that it was my life's value. I could mistakenly start thinking that it was my value. Mm. And then I realized that the gold that I did receive from him, I've been spending on others. And that's the reality. And, and, and it's our people looking at this and watching this teaching. It's, it's the few that have been discipled by us, that have been reached by us. And, um, and I never think that it was me bringing you something. I was used by the Lord to bring to you what He gave us to bring. But the fact is that I'm feeling so miserable and poor right now because the gold that I did buy before, I spent on you. And I'm so happy with what I was sent to buy on his behalf. But there's a longing, a hole in my heart. There's a hole in my spirit. Well, I need more gold to go buy more of you guys. To go find more of you guys. Um, it's almost like there's a desperate this, this, my spirit is desperate. Desperate to a point where I almost thought I was um, doubting. I almost thought that I was, I, I thought I was feeling like giving up because I was so desperate. It wasn't that. It was just that I was so poor. All of a sudden. And, um, 
I'm going back to him and I said, Lord, I'm saying to him right now that my life is not clean enough. And you want me to trade for heavenly gold with this? My thoughts are not pure enough. And you want me to trade for heavenly gold with my thoughts and my heart and my life and it is worthless. And I'm full of the word and he's given me revelation and I can teach the word and it's his word, it's not even mine. It's in his spirit in me. And um, all of a sudden I speak like I can't, I feel like I can't speak well enough. And I'm thinking, I wanna, I was so confident in going and presenting conferences. There's a, not long ago I was feeling I can speak to any crowd. And I was equipped and I could go in there and they would hear the truth and they, I would break through the hardest hearts. And then all of a sudden I get to a place where I don't feel like I can speak to anybody. Um, I want to lay hands on the sick and all of a sudden my hands feel empty. And I'm still filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm all anointed, I know this. But all of a sudden it feels like even the anointing isn't what it used to be. And I'm realizing that firstly, I need to burn because he needs to set me on fire again. And I realize that I've got to go back again to buy from him gold refined in fire. I've got to go back to him and I've got to face him. And that's why I've got such a deep sense of wanting to repent. And there's so much to repent of. And I can't believe that I arrived at a place again where I feel such a need to repent because I didn't realize that there would be this much to repent of if he granted me repentance. And um, and the, the feeling of being desperate is just growing in me. And I know I'm fine with him. And I'm saved and I'm forgiven. And I'm accepted. And I know nothing can change that I'm seated with him in heavenly places. More than a conqueror. I know these things. <coughs> but it's not about me. If I was just going to stay home and read my Bible and pray and enjoy His presence, then I'd be fine. Because I've been sealed by the Holy Spirit and, and I'm saved and I'm accepted and I'm, I'm loved and I feel loved. But it's not about that. If He could give me a sliver, a speck of heavenly gold that I could go and purchase what is most precious. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, Lord, if I scrape the bottom of my being, I'm still going to come up with nothing that's worth anything. All I have is time and the time that you've given me at that. 
have my breath. And it's only worth anything if you make it worth something. And I've got these messed up thoughts that you can order again and that you can refine into something that can be used again. And I've got this voice that seems way too soft and that carries way too little authority. And the body that is tired at times. And the faith that is so wavering at times. And yet, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll bring the last breath. And I want to encourage each of you we are not part of the Great Commission, if we are not part of seeing the mass of faces out there, and if we are, we have not, if we're just scraping the top of our lives and we say, well, I've given, given time, I've given attention, paid attention, I've reached out to others in the fellowship, I've given some money to the poor, I've sponsored some Bibles, and all those things are good. But I realize as your shepherd that if we don't encourage you to know that we have to go and buy gold from him refined in fire and I'm realizing that if I took everything in my life it would hardly amount to anything suspect this is how we become hot again. So, how do you, how do you buy from him gold refined in fire? You start giving more than you ever realized yesterday was necessary because the deal in the beginning was your life, your entire life. And all of us has gone, we've gone through a process where we had to go through the baptism order and there we laid everything down and he did a deep work where we realized it's we're giving everything, we're surrendering, and at first we go like, I want to give my life with the Lord, uh, to the Lord, I want to make right with the Lord, and then we go through the process, and then you start getting to the point where you go, Lord, what if you don't accept my life, what if, and you start realizing how it's worth nothing, and then you just start calling out, Lord, save me, save me, accept me, don't reject me, 
and we go into the baptism water and we have this amazing experience and he resurrects us and he and he we have this intimate meeting and merging with his spirit and he fills us with his spirit and we come out and we're so full of joy and peace and he literally gives us this huge portion to start off with and we use the initial portions mostly on ourselves an initial deposit of everything that is heavenly everything that's him we mostly use it we 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 um mostly use it on ourselves and um, and then we start feeling hungry mm -hmm. and this is a good thing and then you start looking at what you still need to give mm -hmm. because we think we're giving him more of our time no he's allowing us to spend more of us our time with him and it's actually much less than we should. Yes. And we, we rejoice because we want to read the Bible more and we're taking more of our time and spending more attention on His Word and we think we're doing it for Him. Yeah. Just subconsciously we can think, oh, I'm getting it right. And we are thankful, but mm -hmm. we don't realize that we're still spending the time on, on me being with the Lord, me being fed, me being equipped, me getting to understand the Word. I'm still spending the greatest portion on me, mostly. And I'm also giving Him more of what is actually already His. Yeah. And then our lives start drawing our attention back us because we start seeing the pressure points and the, the fights the battles we have to fight and the the challenges we have to to approach and, and the overcoming mm. uh, that is going to be required of us and then we start asking more of him what help me more strengthen me more and that's fine because we need to express our need he is a father and he wants us to ask of him. But the right way is to start bringing what we've been holding back. And it's sad when you get to realize how much you haven't brought. Come, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire. I want to know, Lord. I want to understand this gold. I've been buying gold, but I didn't necessarily understand how it works. And if I can understand how to do this regularly, properly, because with that gold, if I could learn how to purchase more mm. of my brothers and sisters because the gold translates in real monetary value in the spirit into the only thing that has value in the kingdom of heaven and that is him, his body and the entire city is built 
constructed out of his sons and daughters that is the city. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about a deeper level of what faith is. We have learned over and over about 11, chapter 11 in Hebrews and uh, the definition of faith, but we're going to look at a deeper level of how to live out that understanding of faith. Thank you for listening.